This is Dr. Karen Wilson-Starks, and welcome to my podcast series, The Voice of Leadership. Chadwick Boseman became very famous as an actor in a number of significant movies. One of the last ones that was very significant was the movie Black Panther, where he played the lead role of T'Challa. Of course, this Marvel Cinematic production ended up being the 11th all-time grossing film, making more than a billion, 346 million plus dollars. And also, it's one of the few of the Marvel films that actually in the opening weekend paid for all the cost to produce the film. Chadwick Boseman was born and raised in South Carolina. He was born on the 29th of November in 76, and he died on the 28th of August in 2020 of colon cancer. He was 43 years old and had had a four-year bout with colon cancer. Not only did he play in the Black Panther, he also played Jackie Robinson in the 2013 movie called 42. And he played James Brown in the 2014 movie, Get On Up. And he played Thurgood Marshall in the movie called Marshall. In addition to those major characters that he played, he also was in some other significant films, The Express, Draft Day, Message from the King. And he wrote and directed and acted in three hip-hop pieces, one of which was called Deep Azure. Chadwick Boseman, his real aim and dream was to be more of a writer and a director. However, he went into the acting side of it so that he could understand the actor's point of view and what the actor had to go through to make those stories and those movies come to life. He figured he would be a better writer and a better director if he also understood that side of the equation. He was a graduate of Howard University, and he got a Bachelor of Fine Arts degree from Howard where he majored in directing. He also attended the British American Drama Academy midsummer at Oxford in Oxford, England. He also studied at the Schomburg Center for Research in Harlem, New York, a major part of the public library there. And he studied African history and also African American history. What I want to share with you today are some sayings, some stories that he told when he gave the commencement speech at Howard University 
several years ago. And at the time, he was receiving also an honorary doctorate from Howard. One of the things you have to understand about Howard in Washington, D.C., an historically Black college, is that many great people have come through that university. And at any time, you might see great people on the campus. So one of his instructors in his fine arts courses was actually Felicia Rashad. Through her, he met Denzel Washington and many other people who were in the industry and in the movie business. And it was Denzel Washington that played a role in helping to fund some of his education, including his ability to participate in the Midsummer Experience at Oxford in England, as well as many other people in the network of Felicia Richard and also of Denzel Washington were really important in his life. And by the way, the last film that he actually was in prior to his death was called Ma Rainey's Black Bottom by August Wilson. And that was the last one. So he tells a story about being on the Howard University campus. And he said this day he was walking along the campus grounds. He wasn't looking up. He was just kind of looking down, not paying that much attention. When all of a sudden he looked up and straight ahead of him was the great Muhammad Ali. And Muhammad Ali was in his senior years at the time. And when Muhammad Ali saw that he looked up and as he was approaching, Muhammad Ali struck a fight pose and started boxing with him. And so at that same time, Chadwick Boseman said, okay, he played along, started boxing with him. And they had a little repartee going on before the entourage of Muhammad Ali whisked him away. And he said it just made his day to have that experience with Muhammad Ali, who would take the time to actually box with him while walking on the campus of Howard University. He goes on to tell a story about how early in his career, when he had a few credits under his name, he had an opportunity to be in a soap opera. And he was so excited because with the soap opera, it meant he would have for the first time in his life a six-figure income. The character he was to play was to be this violent young man who was involved in gangs. And he says, you know, everybody has a story. That in and of itself is not necessarily a problem. However, the way the story was written, you didn't see a thread of hope in the story. There was nothing positive written in the story. So he did two episodes. He said, back in the day, if you were doing a soap opera, you usually didn't get the script more than about a day in advance. So he did two episodes and he did well with those two. So the executives, they called him in and they said, yeah, you're doing a great job. We really like how you're playing this. And basically, in essence, they were saying you have a great future with us. And they said, if there's anything you need, just let us know. So he thought to himself, this is my opportunity to maybe speak up and say a few things. So he says, well, about my character, I just want to know a little bit more about him. So he asked the executives, well, where's my father? And they said, well, 
he left when you were younger. And they said it in kind of a tone of voice like, well, of course, that's what happened to your father. And he's not around. And so then he said, okay. He says, well, in my story, there's an implication that my little brother and I were in foster care because our mother somehow isn't able to take care of us. So what's the story with my mother? Well, of course, you know, she's strung out on heroin. And so he was struck by the fact that there were some stereotypes in this soap opera. And it was, of course, this is the case. Of course, that is the case. And he wanted to know a little bit more about his character because he thought, surely this person must have a gift somewhere, a talent somewhere, something positive that I can build on so I can play him out. It's the gang person that he is. However, not necessarily as a victim. So the executive said, well, if you would like to meet with the writers, we're happy to connect you with the writers and you can learn more about the script and perhaps even give some viewpoints and participate in adding to the script. Well, he thought that was phenomenal. Sure, of course, he'd be glad to do that. So one of the other executives had pulled out his resume and they started looking at it and he said, I see you went to Howard University. And he said, yes, I went to Howard. And so the executive said, oh, okay, I see. And he just kind of slid the resume back in the drawer. So that day, he played the third episode of his character. And he said he really felt like this was the best performance of all, because now he had a little more understanding about who his character was supposed to be. The very next day, however, his agent contacted him and said the executives had dropped him from the show and that they had decided that they were going to make a change and go in a different direction. So now he goes from the prospect of a six-figure income to now having to scrape together change to catch the subway. And his agent further said, you know, I think maybe we better lay low for a while and maybe not try to pursue any other jobs at this time. And basically, Chadwick Boseman said, at that point, he couldn't even pay people to hire him. There was some stigma on him as to being a difficult person. He asked his agent, well, am I blackballed? And the agent said, well, not exactly. We just need to chill for a minute, in essence. So at this moment, he, Chadwick Boseman, was speaking truth to power. He was standing on principles that he had learned at Howard University. And as a result of that, some doors got closed. And he realized later in his life, as he played great people like T'Challa and Black Panther, and people like Jackie Robinson and James Brown and Thurgood Marshall, though it was difficult at the beginning, he landed later significant roles that he was able to lend his talent to. And he was able to use that ability to really deeply study the character 
to know that person, to live the life of that person, and to express that. So he goes on to say, yeah, there's pain and there's a sting along the way when you have that initial defeat. He knows he set the ball up for the next person on the soap opera to come and to play that role because those executives gave that person a little more leeway than they gave him. So he was still making a difference even in that scenario. He says it's really important to have a sense of passion and purpose and to recognize what your God-destined purpose is. He says, find your purpose more than a job and more than just a discipline. Those early struggles, they're going to shape you for whatever your purpose is. And when you run into the stereotypes, question those until you find your real path. And although he didn't say it exactly like this, he said something like it. When God opens a door for you, man can't close the door that God opens. He will sometimes take you the harder and more complicated way. And in the end, that's where you're supposed to be. And all the trials prior to that time of success, they make you stronger for being able to show up at your best during the success years. So when he looked back at that encounter with Muhammad Ali on the Howard University campus, he realized that the great Muhammad Ali was transferring to him the spirit of the fighter. And it was that spirit of the fighter that he was going to need to have a significant life and a significant career. So I say to you today out there with this inspiration from Chadwick Bozeman, who on his last day on earth, he happened to die in 2020. The 28th of August was designated as Jackie Robinson Day. It was celebrated later in 2020 because of the pandemic. It's normally celebrated on the 15th of April. So he leaves on a significant day, a day dedicated to honor one of the people that he brought to life in the movies. And so I say to you, what is your life purpose? What are the challenges that you've had to go through and some of the pains and the trials to stand for the principles that are important in living out that life purpose? How have those trials from the past, how have those pains from the past, and how has the preparation from the past led you to walk through the doors that were opened and meant for you? As an executive business leader, you have many difficult decisions to make every single day. And it's important to think about how do you develop your people? 
How do you launch and develop high-performance teams? And how do you create a culture that wins every time? If you would like to take a look at your organization and to talk about the wisdom and guidance that would propel you to create a best place to work and also competitive advantage, then I invite you to apply for a consultation to work with me. Go to my website, www.transleadership.com, go to the services page, and under organizational consultation, you will see a tab that says, contact us. That's where you request a consultation. So if you are an executive business leader in a medium to large size company, then I look forward to receiving your application and having a conversation with you. You've been listening to The Voice of Leadership with me, Dr. Karen Wilson-Starks. And I want to give a special thanks to jazz saxophonist Ron McMillan for granting us permission to use his gifted music on our show. Thanks for listening. And remember to go to my website, transleadership.com, for more strategies, insights, and leadership resources.